Hey, did you know that plastic is produced with oil? A fossil fuel that pollutes the environment. Wouldn't it just be awesome if we could live our lives without plastic? Well, there's a company that wants to help you do just that. Life Without Plastic. They sell products that will reduce or eliminate your dependence on plastic. They have a large selection of products like toothbrushes, food storage containers, drinking straws. And the best part is that they're also very reasonably priced. So what are you waiting for? Check out all these great plastic-free products and help save the planet. Just click on the link in the show notes to find out more and to start your journey to being plastic-free. Welcome, friends. I'm Paul, and this is the Nature Wonder Podcast. So last night, I was actually out wandering through the woods in the dark, and the reason is because it's owl season again. Yeah, the owls are migrating, so I'm starting to do some saw-wet banding, owl banding. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to my very first episode. Yeah, the very first episode podcast episode of the Nature Wander. I talk all about saw wet owl banding. But anyhow, I was out last night. The birds are migrating. I keep watching the listserv to tell me, hey, where are they? They're on their way through here. So I've been outside every nice night that we get to open up my nets and lure in the saw-wet owls that I can put some bands around their ankles. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I was actually out last night, and it was just a gorgeous night. I mean, we're into the fall, and it is getting chilly out there. As a matter of fact, it was quite a cold evening. It was in the 40s last night. It was chilly. I had my jacket on. I had my hat on just to keep my head warm. And I was headed outside and it was just star-filled night. It was just absolutely beautiful. You don't hear the crickets or any of the other insects because it is cold out there. But it was just gorgeous. It was a still night. There wasn't any wind, which is why it was such a great night for owl banding. Also, you need the cool temperatures, but the skies were so clear. We've had a lot of rain lately, and they've got more rain coming in, but last night it was just so clear. Actually, as I headed out the door and I was headed down to the nets for my first run, I actually stopped and just was watching the skies and looking at all the stars out there, picking out a few constellations, and it was just gorgeous. And after I checked nets, that's where it really got exciting. Well, actually, during nets, too, I saw a Barred owl, that's not what I'm trying to catch in my nets, but the barred owl, they get lured in by the saw wet call because unfortunately for the saw wets, they do eat saw wets. So the barred owl thought, hey, there's a saw wet around, there's dinner. He was sadly disappointed, and when I came out with my bright headlamp, I scared him off, which is good. 
because I don't want him around when the Sawwets are coming through. I'm trying to capture them and ban them and then release them back to the wild without getting harmed or eaten by a barred owl. I have caught these guys in the net before, but it was kind of neat to go into the woods and actually just see him sitting up in the trees. Unfortunately, it was over all my nets, but I scared him off, never saw him the rest of the night. If I did, I would have had to close nets. On the way out, after my last session, I had just closed the nets and I was just starting to head out of the woods, I started to hear the coyotes howling. Yeah, actually it's more of a bark, not a howl. But the coyotes were barking and I hear that quite often throughout the summer around my property, but this sounded like they're right on my property. Like they're just up in the field, either my field or my neighbor's field. And it was really exciting for me. Uh, maybe a little bit scary too. I'm alone in the woods carrying this big box, which has my amplifying equipment in to call the owls in. And I'm basically just walking out into all these coyotes they probably would have been scared off, but I was a little bit on edge myself. Luckily, I know coyotes and I knew that I was safe. But anyhow, it was just an awesome night. And then on my way back in to the house, I had to stop again, watch the stars, check them out. And one of my favorite constellations, I don't understand why, it's just, I like the name of it maybe, is Cassiopeia. It's kind of a neat word to say, isn't it? Cassiopeia, but it's just the big W in the sky. It's one of my favorite constellations. And I always know where it is. It's always over the top of my house when I'm standing in front of my house. But I didn't see it. So I got out my phone and I went to my app. Yes, there's an app for that. And I opened up all the sky viewing apps. I have a folder on my phone with the sky apps on it. Um, I have one called Sky Tonight. One's the ISS spotter in case I want to see when the International Space Station is flying over. I have my Aurora app. And that tells me if the Aurora Borealis is visible in my area. And I have the Find Starlink app, so I can see when Starlink is going over, when that's visible in the skies. And of course, I have my Moon Phases app as well. So all these different apps just for viewing the sky. But I went to the sky tonight and I saw all the stars on my phone in real time up in the sky. So in other words, it'll tell you where the different planets are, where the constellations are. If you see a bright dot up in the sky, you think, oh, that's a star. What is it? You go to your app and you point it at it and it'll tell you exactly what star or planet it is. So it's kind of neat. But anyhow, that's not what I'm here to talk about. About, or am I? Well, I kind of am. I wanted to talk about when you're out on your wanderings, your adventures, different technology that you can use to actually help you out. I know I run into a lot of people who are like, technology doesn't belong out in nature. I'm kind of in the middle there. Part of me says, yes, 
it does. And the other part says, no, it doesn't. I mean, I love just leaving my phone behind, going out in the woods, just listening to nature, not having to worry about what text messages I have, if anyone is calling me, not that anyone uses phones for calling anymore, but I always just like to leave it behind once in a while, just to get out in the woods, get back to nature, 100%. So technology, yeah, it can be a nuisance in the woods. I've seen hikers walking through the woods, and all of a sudden they're just running in a tree because they're busy texting, not watching where they're going. It doesn't happen very often, but I do see that every once in a while. And I think, just put your phone away. Start communing with nature. But on the other hand, sometimes when I'm out exploring nature, I want to have my phone for a couple of reasons. First of all, of course, take pictures or videos. But the other reason is for my knowledge so that I can actually do some identification. I can find a better trail. I can make sure I don't get lost on the trails. Yes, there is an app for that. I actually have a folder with apps in it on my phone, and it's called Adventure. It should be called Wandering, probably, but I do have it called Adventure. I also have another one, uh, a folder entitled Birding. Those are my two outdoor folders, other than my Skyview folder, of course. But those, these are my two real nature ones. And in them, I have some really interesting apps that help me out in nature. So technology can be a good thing in nature as well. Sometimes I go places where there's no cell phone reception. So my phone is pretty much useless anyhow. But some of these apps, you can actually download the information onto your phone. So I want to introduce you to some of the apps that I use. And maybe you have some apps that you use that I'm not going to mention. If you do, introduce them to me. I just found out about an app about, I think it was maybe two, three weeks ago. A friend of mine was like, oh, yeah, I was using this app. And it's like, what? is that app. <laughs> I got to have it. That's awesome. Because I was getting poor reception. I'm trying to identify a plant. And he's like, well, what app are you using? I told him I was using Google Lens to check things out. And I had no reception, so Google wasn't helping me. And he says, well, why aren't you using Seek? by iNaturalist? Because you don't need internet reception with that. And he grabbed his out took a picture of the plant, and it told him what it was. So it was pretty awesome. So I'm still learning about new apps. So if you have an app that I don't mention that you think I might be interested in, send me a message and let me know so I can check it out and maybe include it in my folder of adventure. So let's go through some of the apps I think you might enjoy using. I'll talk a little bit about each one. First of all, when you're out looking for new trails, I know when I go to a new place, like for instance, when I went to Iceland, it's I didn't know the trails there. And actually, while I was planning the vacation, I was checking out some of the trails using my app. There's some really good mapping and hiking trail apps that will help you find trails, new trails maybe, or even help you to not get lost when you're on the trails. 
there's a park near me that's very popular. A lot of different people like to use it for a lot of different reasons. A biking club got in there the one time. Um, the ADK uses it for hiking. A lot of hikers like going in there. Cross-country skiers. There's geocaching in there. There's orienteering in there. So there's a lot of things going on in this park. And I know like the bike club and some hiking club and some other groups started putting in more and more trails. Now, it is a county park, so they did get permission, but the county was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. And now there are so many trails in this park that it's easy to get lost. And I've been in other parks like that where it's like, did I pass that trail? I'm looking for this trail. I want to get to this location. Well, there are apps that will actually help guide you on the trails. So let me talk about some of the apps that I use. First of all, all trails. You can go to the website, www.all trails, all one word, A-L-L-T-R-A-I-L-S, and I'll leave all these links in the show notes as well, .com. All Trails is wonderful because they rate, review, have pictures, um, all these things of different trails all over the world. I know when I went down to Belize, I was using All Trails. And it's while I was down there, I was looking up, oh, yeah, I feel like going hiking tomorrow. Let's see what's around. And I would find trails. Or maybe I was just in an area. It's like, what trails are around here? That trail that I just walked on is a little bit shorter than expected. I got a little time. Let's see what else is here. So I use All Trails a lot. All Trails is wonderful. It's one of my favorite hiking trail apps. And another thing that I really like about it is you can download the trails. Now, there is a membership. This is one app that I pay for a membership for. It's an annual membership. It's fairly inexpensive, and it allows you to download trails, save trails, and you can track your progress while you're on the downloaded trail. So it keeps you on track. You know where you are at all times. It has elevation. You can do a virtual hike on it to see if this is the trail you want to take. People put pictures on there so you can see what it looks like. I mean, it's an all-inclusive trail mapping app. So All Trails, one of my favorite. Now, another app that I like, but they're kind of new to the game, so they don't have as many trails on there. And the trails are basically submitted by hikers, by people, by you and I. So you would have to submit a trail or it doesn't get on there. That's why it's taken a while to build it up. But it's fairly new. My brother actually told me about this app. So it's called The Hiking Project www.hikingproject.com and the app is called Hiking Project. So those are my two favorites. Now, another one that I like to use now and then is Gaia GPS. G-A-I-A G-P-S. Gaia GPS. It's a newer one that I've been using and Gaia GPS, you do need to create an account for, but it has all different kinds of trails and it does topographic maps for you. And 
Avenza Maps, A-V-E-N-Z-A, Avenza Maps is another app that's very similar to this as well. So those are four of the best hiking and trail maps and general mapping apps that I like to use. And the last one I want to mention, this one is fairly new to me. I'm still learning it, so I'm not going to give it good or bad ratings right now until I start learning more about it. Atly, A-T-L-Y. It's kind of an Atlas sort of program app. So Atly is another one. If you've used it a lot, let me know your reviews on it. I haven't used it much at all. I've used it only a couple of times. I like what I've seen so far, but Atly is another one. So with mapping and trails, All Trails is my top one. The Hiking Project number two, Gaia GPS, Avenza Maps, and then there's Atly. Now, All Trails and the Hiking Project, they will cover trails that are in different parks around the country, or I should say around the world, even up in Canada, um, in Belize, in the, the national parks or whatever they call it in their country. They will have trails that are listed on All Trails and the Hiking Project. But I also like to use some actual park apps. For instance, in New York State here, there is the New York State Parks Explorer. New York State Parks Explorer app. And this app is great for parks that are in New York State that are owned by the state. So when you go to their app, not only do they have trails listed on the map, they also give you a lot of information about that park. And that's where the National Park Service does an even better job. Now, I don't know if your state has an app for your state parks. I know New York State, like I said, New York State Parks Explorer. They do have the app. National Park Service also has an app. So if you go to the app store on your phone, just put in National Park Service and you're going to find NPS app the National Park Service app, and you can download this. I use it quite a bit when I went out west, and unfortunately, in my area in New York State, there aren't a lot of national parks. Matter of fact, there's none. There's national monuments, but no national parks. But when I went out west and did the Golden Circle, lots of national parks were visited, and this app was just phenomenal. I loved it. It had trails on there. It had information about the park. It had so much that I wanted to know about that park and more. Stuff I didn't even know about the park was in the app. So I highly recommend if you're going to visit a national park, get this app. Now, I know people who are out there At the national parks, they have a bucket list of visiting every single national park in the United States. They actually have a checklist on the app. The checklist is not just for the national parks, but any piece of property owned by or run by the National Park Service. So national monuments will sometimes be on there. So now you know how to get 
to these hiking trails, you know, how to visit the parks, all these things are on the app. So now how do you actually start to explore? So once you're in there and you're exploring, maybe there's some animals that you don't know. Maybe there's some plants you don't know. So some of the identification apps that I use will probably help you out with this. Now, first of all, I do like Google Lens. Google Lens, if you ever have noticed on your phone, if you have Google loaded on your phone, there's a voice search on there, there's incognito, and then in the middle on my phone, I don't know if your phone is different than mine, but there's a picture of what looks like a camera, and underneath it says Lens. As soon as you click on Google Lens, it comes up with a little camera box on the top. So I click on that icon, and when I do, it opens up my camera so that I can take a picture of whatever I'm trying to identify. And once I do it, there's a little box that I can actually shrink if I'm just trying to narrow it down to like one section of the plant. It will come up with pictures of what it thinks the plant is. Now, sometimes you will get several different answers. It depends on how good the picture is. And plants can look different at different stages of their life. But so far, I've noticed it is pretty accurate on finding out the plant that I'm looking at. Now, I'm halfway decent at most of the plants out in nature. When I start getting into more cultivated plants... I'm a little bit iffy about those. So if it's introduced, I often have a problem with it. And that's when I go to Google Lens. Now, Google Lens works on just about everything, not just plants. You can take a picture of an animal, and it will hopefully figure out what that animal is. You can take a picture of an object. It'll tell you where to buy it in the store. So Google Lens is my, well, kind of my go-to but there's other ones that I have found, if you're just trying to figure out nature, they work so much better. Now, I just talked about Seek. Seek is by iNaturalist. iNaturalist is another one I highly recommend going to. iNaturalist is where people go out in their backyard, take pictures of things, identify it, and they upload it. And all of this is put into a database that you can actually access it with your app. So Seek by iNaturalist uses all these databases to help you identify whatever you're seeing in nature. So same as Google Lens, you basically take a picture of the plant or the animal or whatever you're seeing in nature, and it will give you a decent identification of it. 100% accurate. Depends on what you get the picture of. Depends on how good your picture is. I've had to come back with two or three answers before. So you just got to kind of narrow it down, study the pictures as best you can, and that will actually tell you what you're seeing. So iNaturalist, or I should say Seek, S-E-E-K, by iNaturalist. That's another new one that I've just started using recently, and I'm loving it. It works really good. Now, 
since we're on the subject of plants, there's two others that I like to use for identifying plants, and that's plant snap, P-L-A-N-T-S-N-A-P, plant snap. Plant snap is a really good app for identifying all different kinds of plants out in the wild. Usually you can do it with a leaf. I usually like to get more than one leaf, more than one part. If there's a flower on it, I'll get a picture of the leaf with the flower. But that does a really good job of identifying plants. And another one is leaf snap. Same thing. Leaf snap does basically the identification of plants. It's fairly accurate. I think that Seek actually does a better job, but those two do a really decent job. And every time I use it, it seems like they're really improving it. It does more accurate, gets more and more accurate all the time. Now, if you're into butterflies and moths, or maybe you just are out on the trail and you see a beautiful butterfly, and it's like, what on earth is that butterfly? What's it called? There is an app for that, yes. It's called LEPS, L-E-P-S, Lepidoptera. They are basically the moths and butterflies. So moths and butterflies has their own app as well. When you are using the app, it's the same sort of thing where you will essentially take a picture of the moth or the butterfly and it'll identify it for you. So that's another great app. Now, if you're trying to figure out birds, okay, that can be a little more difficult. A couple of my favorite in the field field guide apps for birds are the Audubon Bird Guide. Okay, that's my number one go-to, Audubon Bird Guide. And then, of course, there's eBird. Now, eBird, I think I've talked about this before. At eBird, you can actually not only use it for identifying birds because they have a really good picture identification in their app, but it's also great for listing what birds you are seeking out there, what birds you're finding in your backyard. So it's a good recording app. And of course, my absolute favorite for bird identification is the Merlin Bird app. The Merlin Bird app is wonderful. You can actually open it up and start putting in... Oh, I don't know, the color of the bird, the size of the bird, the shape of the bird. You put in all this information and it will tell you what bird you are seeing or it might narrow it down to a few. But my favorite part about the app is the sound ID. If you're outside on the trail, and I do this quite often where I'll just start the Merlin app while I'm walking. I've got my phone in my back pocket with the microphone sticking up so that it can pick up all the noise around me. And what it does is it hears all the different birds that are calling, and it will decipher who is making that call. So the Merlin is actually trying to find out who is that bird but they have so many recordings in their database of bird calls that it'll figure it out pretty easily. Only a few times have I had where it 
told me it was a certain bird, and it's like, no, that bird is not in my area. But it usually will be very accurate. First of all, you're downloading the databases. Like when I went to Belize on vacation, I downloaded the Belize database. And the app is then looking for birds just in Belize. Otherwise, it would be like, well, wait a minute. These birds, I can't identify because they're not in my database. So you have to download the database for the area that you're visiting. For instance, when I went to Iceland, I downloaded the Iceland database. When I went to Belize, downloaded the Belize database. When I went out west in the United States, I downloaded that database. So the bird databases, as long as you download them onto your phone, Merlin will pick up their calls and they will identify it for you. There's been times where I've been out in the field and I'm listening and I hear one, two, three, you know, maybe a dozen birds. And I look at my Merlin app at the end of the hike and it picked up about a dozen that I didn't identify, that I didn't even hear out there. So it's really good at picking out birds, even if there's some other noise around, as long as it's not too loud. So that's my really absolute favorite birding app, is the Merlin Bird ID app. And of course, after you're done with your hike and you're done exploring nature and you're done identifying all these animals, birds, plants, then you get home and you want to record it all. Well, that's where an app also can come in handy. And it's two apps I've already mentioned, iNaturalist and eBird. Or maybe if you're trying to let everyone else know, hey, that was an awesome hike, you can record that on all trails or the hiking project. Maybe there was a trail that you found on all trails but wasn't on the hiking project. Get it on there. So your participation by entering data will actually help other people and sometimes, in the case of eBird, it helps the scientists. So with eBird, you can record all the birds that you saw while you were out on your hike or even when you're just sitting out and watching the birds at your bird feeders in your yard. And scientists will take that data and they will use it. Now Merlin does the same thing. Merlin is recording the sounds that you're hearing, the sound of the birds, and putting your information and the birds that you heard, or I should say that Merlin heard, into their database so that scientists can look and say, hey, wow, they got a lot of birds in this area of this species. So it actually not only helps you, these apps are helping the scientists, but you do have to participate. They're not going to know if you don't let them know. So there are a lot of nature apps out there. And like I said in the beginning, sometimes you just want to get out of nature and leave all the electronics behind. I get it. Do it once in a while. But also, the apps can help you. They can help you to explore nature even deeper, delve into it. But... Remember, don't get stuck on naming everything. Explore it first. That's a thing that I'm really big on. Every once in a while, I get someone commenting on my Facebook posts or my Instagram posts. It's like, well, I love your pictures, Paul, but what 
is that bird you didn't tell me? What bird was it that you caught on bird banning? I saw the picture and it looks interesting, but you didn't tell me. That's because I want them to explore it first. You see, as soon as we name something, we lose interest in it. It's like, okay, I know it. I don't need to explore it anymore. So please get out and explore first. Then name it if your curiosity is really getting to you. And that's what the apps really help with. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed learning about all the different apps that can help you in nature. Some of them will help you find new trails that you can do more and more wandering. Some of them will help you identify the animals and plants after you explored it more and discovered it more. Well, I'm going to get out and explore some nature myself here. Don't forget to rate and review. Bring some friends along the next time that you wander through nature with me. It would be nice to have more people wandering with us. And don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, please go to my Ko-Fi page or my Patreon page. Both of those are linked in the show notes. And by the way, speaking of the show notes, I will put all the names of the apps that I mentioned and I will put links to the websites for the apps. All that will be in the show notes. So check that out. I'd like to thank you for wandering through nature with me. Keep exploring the nature around you. Hello, nature lovers. Do you love to read books like I do? I've always enjoyed reading books ever since I was a kid, especially books about nature. Unfortunately, as I get older, I find myself with less and less time to sit down with a good book. I've solved that problem with Audible. Audible allows you to listen to your favorite titles while you are driving at the gym, taking a walk, wherever you are. With all the latest titles, you'll have quite a selection to choose from. And they have podcasts, too. Start listening today with a free 30-day trial. To get your free 30-day trial, go to the show notes and click on the link. Happy listening.